0: Right, hello. hello, 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 Aurora fans. Uh, this is the Borealis Experience with me, your guest host. I am Troy Vincent. I know that's extremely disappointing. Uh, and to make it up to you completely, uh, I have as my guest here this week, uh, her name is Aurora. Welcome to the program, Aurora.
1: What a nice introduction. Thank you so much, Troy. And yeah, I'm very excited to be spending some time with you today and to to hopefully answer all your questions that you have and to, yeah, have a good conversation flowing.
0: Good, good. Uh, This idea came about the last time when we spoke and you had me as a guest and I'm not used to being a guest. I don't usually talk about myself a lot. (laughs) Uh, I spent 23 years in radio, so I like being the host and I like learning about other people. So thank you for this opportunity to be hosting your podcast I appreciate you
1: oh yes yes and I know I will learn lots from a a pro when it comes to interviews and how to (laughs) yeah formulate questions how to get the person to say everything that you want to know about them and um, yeah I love to be in the, the hot
0: seat okay let's put you in the hot seat you ready yeah I'm so ready. Here's your first first tip. I have five big questions for you, Aurora.
1: Oh, my God.
0: You have to answer them, okay? All right. Yes or no? Are the Bengals winning the Super Bowl on Sunday?
1: It's going to be a very tight game. I'm absolutely not interested in the Super Bowl and football at all. I know I'll lose <laughs> a lot of followers now. My sport that I follow is soccer. So I'm very excited that um, Senegal made it into the into the yeah. Um soccer, how do you say the the World Cup, the what kind of cup is coming up here soon?
0: I, don't know, I just watched Ted Lasso, so that's all I'm familiar with when it comes to soccer.
1: All right. Well, you see, there's no compatibility here when it comes to sports, so that's fair. <laughs>
0: So the question was, yes or no, and you have yet to say either one. I will say no. Okay. Yes or no, should I invest in crypto?
1: Ha! That's a good question as well, my friend. You really make me sweat here. I would say yes, try it out. Don't go all in, but try it out and see what happens um yeah and inform yourself from the from the investment sharks out there I'm not I'm not there yet I'm still a little dolphin in a shark tank and don't really know what I'm doing when it comes to investing but I'm learning um
0: a little dolphin in a shark tank I like that yeah <laughs> question number three yes or no can you make the wind stop
1: Absolutely. Yes, if we keep spending time indoors <laughs> that's before we can go into the basement. It's uh, it's okay. extreme today. I mean for people who don't know southern Alberta, um yeah, it yesterday it nearly knocked me off my feet. We went for a hike and it was uh, very intense. The good thing about it is that you don't need a hair dryer. I get to dry my long hair in the wind within 5 minutes it's dry and that's uh, super convenient
0: so nice yeah thank you mother nature yeah yes or yeah. no do you already regret me hosting the show
1: a little bit absolutely i had a shower yeah. this morning and i'm sweating like as if i was hiking a steep mountain and I don't know what's happening and how this is going to go, <laughs> but I stay connected.
0: <laughs> the fifth big question, yes or no, are you ready for an actual real conversation?
1: I am. I always Good. am. Yes. Good.
0: Thank you for playing with me in that little uh, quiz there. There's a little technique for you um, (laughs) that I would do back on my radio show. I found that some people would be a lot really like really nervous hopping on the radio. And so I would just ask them some goofy questions just to loosen them up and they just settle.
1: I love that so much. I love that so much. And I feel you should do that with your coaching clients as well.
0: That's right. (laughs) (laughs) So one of my favorite things to do, Aurora, is to learn about others. And so thank you for this opportunity to learn more about you. Um, You are a fellow coach, and I love meeting a whole bunch of different coaches and finding out what was the inspiration for becoming a coach and going down that path. So share that story with with me and and your audience.
1: Mm, That's such a beautiful question, and I feel so honored to to be a fellow coach of yours because I know we'll learn lots from each other along the lines. Um, I think like going back in time, I was always a very introverted, observant child. And um, I was always trying to make sense of people, like why they behave a certain way. um, Why... People are so different when it comes to opinions and and yeah, what what it is to be a human being. Um, Why there is bullying, like I got bullied lots at school and I could never make sense of it because I was never harming anyone. Yet I was deeply triggering something in people. I was always the youngest. I was always more on the naive side and and some people just thought that's fun to to torture and to hurt (laughs) and and so I grew up thinking that I was really weird and that I had to change and that I yeah was not in the right place at the right time ever and um, it made yeah it was it was lots of struggles yet I was a, a happy and and smooth child so to say I was never rebellious Um, I I always sucked down the pain and um, I want to say in my 20s and my 30s it caught up with me Um, depression started kicking in um, anxiety Um, I always had a deep deep sense of empathy and wanting to heal people so I became a physiotherapist and that helped me to to regain confidence and to find out okay i actually have a place in this world i can help people um also i want to mention at a very young age my parents yeah struggled like young some young parents do and i learned early on that i have the power to make people feel better and happy um sometimes also wanting to be the clown right to to act and to to do something that makes people laugh and lighten up a a situation so that and and finding out that I have uh, healing powers that I can help people as a physiotherapist um, help me regain uh, a sense of self Um, but after a couple years of working in that field I realized that I learned everything about the body i'm I'm a total yeah physiology and anatomy nerd um, and love to help uh, heal the body. But there were some clients that were not getting better at the speed I wanted or expected them to. and I found out that it was their mind that was not in a good place, and I didn't have the tools on how to help them. So I started really burning myself out in being that little clown that I used to be as a kid, but it wouldn't make them feel better. It would make them laugh or make them feel good, but they wouldn't heal on a deeper level. And then also dealing with my depression and anxiety, I started becoming interested in Um, psychology and self-help self-empowerment and I knew I didn't want to go back to school and learn like become a psychotherapist Um, but I found out that there's yeah you can become a coach you can become a a counselor um, and with the experiences that I had from the past it would give me yeah I don't want to say an advantage but it would give me um, tools in order to being able to relate to people who are in pain. Um, so I bought a bunch of books, I, I did a, a bunch of courses, and and then, yeah, started to learn so much about the, the mind and how we can change the, the neuroplasticity, the way we view things for the longest time, and then learn to see them in a different way and now working as a um, personal trainer and life coach I can finally help the people with physical ailments to also heal in the mind and to become more empowered than or more themselves than who they were before the accident or before the body got sick and that's so incredibly rewarding and i heal at the same time as well because more and more i know okay this is my place this is how i can serve people this is how i'm not going to burn myself out and this is how i can have incredible conversations and connections with people that was a very long answer
0: <laughs> a beautiful one great you're great. You just answered like four of my next questions. So it's ah. perfect. <laughs> the Easier you make my job. I'm happy. So thank you for that. <laughs> uh, who is your favorite client ever? And who's your least favorite client ever? Mm. <laughs> She's going, mm, let me think about mm. that. No, you don't have to answer.
1: <laughs> my, my most favorite client is a person who is genuinely interested in healing and moving forward and curious about his or her body. Um, I feel all too often we just, yeah, drag our body along and oh, then it gets sick and oh, now we have to take care of our body. Like someone who maybe a little bit at the start is Uh, neglecting the body and then through the coaching realizes oh my god like my body is my best friend and if i don't take care of my body then yeah i'm i'm not gonna be here for long or be enjoying life for as long as possible Um, So people with a little bit of resistance, but then kind of I I managed to to melt them down and and in a good way and to make them appreciate what they have. My least favorite client is um, is a person who cannot surrender to. To the healing journey. A person who has to analyze everything, who has to control everything and who has to be on top of everything at all times and brings the tension into the session. Um, The not wanting to let go of rationality and dropping into the heart. Um, A person who, yeah, is not... And then again I mean a good coach can can melt these people down and make them surrender but some people are too stuck in their ways and and don't yeah wanna open up and don't wanna really heal there's like a secondary gain that is way stronger um than wanting to heal because they get attention now from people or they don't have to go to that shitty job again. Uh, so me as a coach, I will have a very hard time to to try and conquer that secondary gain uh way of, of viewing things. And um it's yeah, that's those are the very challenging people to to coach.
0: Yeah, people who remain guarded.
1: Yeah. Who and
0: who tune into that primal part of their brain and don't want to change their identity or behavior or belief or anything like that.
1: Yeah, I think we're all guarded to some degree and a good coach can, can yeah, help people to relax and, and open up over time. Not in the first session, I get that. But yeah, people who who come to a coach coaching session because the spouse sent them or the parents sent them. Like that's always, yeah.
0: No, always the toughest. Yeah. yeah. If you don't want to change for yourself then you're not going to. Exactly. I I have found anyway, you know, at least it's really, really tough. You need to be motivated by yourself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Share coaching breakthrough that you have experienced as a client because i know that you have a coach all coaches have coaches because we know how valuable it is Mm -hmm. so deep into into the recess of your brain what is uh what is something you can share as a breakthrough that you've experienced
1: Mm, that's such a good question i i shared on facebook the other day that when I was fighting depression and deep self-doubt and heartbreak, I went, I like came up with the courage finally to go and see a psychotherapist. And the message that I got from her, and now looking back, I understand how she meant it. But back then it was like, man, girl, you got to toughen up. Like this is not how you can live your life. And You got to let go of that pain now and move on. And I went home and I just thought, man, that woman is not getting me. Like I need different kind of help. And it was two people that I visited and and two people who who really made me feel worse afterwards. And then uh, five years I went without five years. I just pretended everything was good and overcompensated with exercising and stuff. And then I, met this guy from from back in the day we reconnected over Facebook and he was doing his coaching training and offered coaching sessions and with him it was so incredible like he asked me questions that never ever anybody asked me and I talked about my pain and my my uh, yeah trauma that I went through it's 21 being raped And I still explained it very like vividly as if the pain was still there. And he asked me, Aurora, like, where are you right now? And I said, I'm in Canada. I'm studying agriculture at the college. And um, yeah, I'm going to go for a walk here after the call. He's like, are you like, do you still feel that pain from back then? And I said, no, like everything healed and my body is pretty much normal. Like, do you still feel like the the grip of the person and the violence? And I said, no, like I still have the pictures in my mind, but no, I feel well. And he went further and further and, and made me realize, okay, this is something that happened, but I don't have to identify with this. Like for years, I was walking around like a victim, being scared of men, hating men, rejecting men that were actually nice to me. And he made me realize, hey, you still live in that victim mentality. And I want you to pull yourself out of this. Like you're not that victim anymore. Yes, this happened. But if you keep identifying with what happened, you're going to be a a weak person for the rest of your life. Like you you will Mm. not be able to live up to your potential because you think you're not deserving. You think you are a constant victim and men are bad. (laughs) That's not going to serve you on your journey. So let's please work on letting go of that identity. And that was like such a, mind opener and heart opener and a huge breakthrough for me uh six six years ago I was now
0: nice Mm -hmm. congratulations on making that transition that is a tough one what was it like when he stated like you're in a victim mindset you have a victim mentality how did you Initially, react to that? Were you open up to it to analyze it, or it was a part of your brain kind of rejecting it right away, like got defensive? Yeah, like?
1: yeah, of course. Because I think the reason why is that my ego, my mind wants to protect me to not go through that pain again. So my thinking subconsciously was if I cling to that victim mentality, then this will never happen to me again, because this is how I protect myself. But at the same time, what I was doing, I was closing myself up to beautiful experiences and to, to feel myself and empowered again. So yeah, when you said, hey, we're going to learn to let go of this now, I was like, mm, I get what you're saying, but a lot of of me is still clinging to that. And that made me realize how much that thing, that identity had me under control. And Mm -hmm. after we hung up, I was like, okay, but I don't want that. I get what he's saying and I'm going to work on it and I'm going to let go of it. So yeah, there was instant resistance. And then it made sense and I allowed I allowed him to, yeah, work on me. And, and I was able to liberate myself.
0: Nice, liberating yourself that is so good. Mm. Um, for those who may be watching and listening and as they sit there and explore themselves, they may at some point discover they're in a victim mindset. Um, what advice would you have for those people? Mm.
1: I would say that it's it's perfectly normal and perfectly natural to be in the victim mentality and to feel like a victim because it is intense pain and trauma that you went through. But do you want this one thing or those couple things that happened to you, like decide how happy and content you are in the future? Um, Do you want that to hold you back and, and not believe in yourself as much as you could? And can you see, like it sounds so shitty, but every situation as shitty as it was, there was something that also happened at the same time that is good that you've learned, a lesson that you've learned, or, you know, um, how do you say a light bulb that, <laughs> that suddenly, you know, how do you say that in, in the comic book when you suddenly have an idea? So, Ubica. yeah, yeah. Like for instance, going back to to um, my my story, Of course, when you hear being raped, nothing can be good about this. Absolutely nothing. Everything is horrifying about it. But when you think about it, what's the the good outcome there is that I realize that I have absolutely no boundaries. If somebody says, Aurora, you need to do this and that for me, or Aurora, we're going to do this now. And even if my intuition says, "Mm, no, I will still say yes. And this is what brought me into that situation because I don't want to hurt people. I don't want to reject people. And that's something I can work on. So that whole shit situation made me realize, oh my God, I have to learn and communicate better. I have to stand my ground. I have to have boundaries. I have to learn to listen to my intuition.
0: Mm
1: and to focus just on that and to get better like every week like write down in your journal hey how did you use your intuition this this week how did you kindly gracefully set boundaries this week mm-hmm. and um so so that's i think what i want to say about the victim mentality that that you can learn something from it and focus on that and know that you're so much more than the pain that you went through.
0: Wow! Thank you for sharing that. That was incredible. The um, yeah, I think our brain kind of turns on that self-defense mechanism pretty quick when someone will say you're in a victim mindset because it's almost they they take it as an attack. Almost, it's like oh, you're trying to say I'm weak, or and and. I think the thing to keep in mind is it's just observing, you know, Uh, I've been in a victim mindset before and I was grateful to come out of it. Um, And for those who may discover they're there, uh, just know that there's no shame in it. Like you had mentioned, you know, it's, it happens. It's expected. The brain just goes there and it helps protect this at least in the short term. And that's why it's doing it. That's why we're in that mindset. Um, It's just simply recognizing that there's, a better way to continue forward at some point and thank you know thank your brain for even putting you in that victim mindset because it helped protect you for a mm-hmm. short time right and and keep you going and go thank you for the job you've done now i'm safe to move on and do this and mm-hmm. and you'll make that shift you will make that transition and uh yeah no no need to feel shame or or judge yourself in that moment if you find yourself in a victim mindset mm-hmm. yeah so your, your next personal growth step, what is that going to be for you? What obstacles are you looking to overcome, Aurora?
1: Mm, that is a very, very good question that's going to bring out the vulnerable, <laughs> the fully transparent Aurora. <laughs> I love it. Um, I would say it's two things. I'm still... I still get triggered so easily. Um, I know when I'm tired, when I didn't sleep well, it's it's more extreme than when I when I had a good night's sleep. Um, but I have a couple people in my life that I want to have in my life um that still manage to make me I think in English you say make me cave, so I kind of okay let them push me into a corner and they don't really see it, realize it until I explode and to communicate to them early on, Hey, you're making me feel uncomfortable. Hey, you, can we talk about this? Like it was, you know, like to communicate before I explode with these people who really know how to push my buttons that would be one thing, and the other thing would be to overcome <laughs> like still the little bit of disappointment that I feel and let down that I feel from my family that they're not fully supportive of what I'm doing. like it's not that i that they think it's stupid and unnecessary, but to. Like I imagined the other day, for instance, if I had a daughter and she was trying to build a business, she was trying to serve people and stuff. My God, I would be excited and try to do everything to to make her succeed. And what I'm receiving from my family, I try to transform into into boosting me. So not to wanting to prove myself to them, but to know that, hey um, yeah, I'm alone in this and I'm going to reach out to people who want to help me. Um, and my family is there in the background and, and not applauding, not cheering, but that's okay too. They love me for other things, but I think it's, some people feel that more than others to needing a little bit of approval, needing a little bit of, Hey, you're doing a good job there. Um, And if it doesn't come from the family, it's going to come from other people. You don't have to fixate on certain people if they don't want to give you that kind of love or support. They're going to support you in other ways um, when you need it. Um, Does that make sense or was it a little bit too much of a...
0: No, no. Um, Yeah, it reminds me of a quote of, I think I'm... I'll just call it a paraphrase because i'm not sure if i'm going to get it right but it said whole hey you know don't expect people to understand your dreams they're mm-hmm. for you it's your dream and it's okay if they don't understand it and sometimes that's really tough to accept because you're right the people that you love most and are closest to you're like oh i'd love to have their support because i would support them whatever they do you know and, uh, and so that can be really tough to understand but just uh you know, kind of hold on to that and remind yourself that it's your dream and, you know, it's your vision. They can't see it. Uh, and that's okay. You know, yeah. it's okay. I have visions for you. Yeah. And you will find your community of support. And so that's important too. Yeah. Yeah. What is your, what's your biggest fear? <sighs>
1: My biggest fear is the death of a loved one. Um, yeah, that's. I mean, I lost my both of my grandpas, and that is still hard to grasp. But to they they were getting weaker, they were sick. You know, you could prepare yourself a little bit. But people who went through that kind of grief and loss, like I I have so much respect for people who lost someone out of nowhere, like suddenly, that is my biggest fear. Physical pain when it comes to me, but but losing someone that I love, um, that would be, yeah. I know it's going to come at some point. <laughs> I think everybody goes through that. Um So yeah, that's something I really yeah, resist.
0: I don't want to experience. But you know it's inevitable.
1: Yeah, that that yeah, then that comes needing to accept it um but i think i will have to learn to accept it um while going through like before i don't even know who it would be you know like i'm trying not to focus on it and and detach myself from that fear but yeah sometimes it creeps up
0: (laughs) what would it be like to have that release, to not hold on to that fear to have it revisit you from time to time.
1: Mm. Um, that would be like a huge relief at the same time. I want to be honest with you. I also use it to love harder and to love more fiercely and to be more present. Um, so it's also a good thing. Like I, from a young age, I thought about that and it was always a big fear of mine. And I tried to just make something good of it and to, yeah, be less on my phone when people are around me or wanting to talk to me or, um, you know, make more goofy, lovey, dovey things than probably necessary. (laughs) (laughs) yeah um yeah to to also use it as my drive but yeah if I could just because if you say to let go of that fear then I thought oh yeah but then I would appreciate people less maybe and that's not what I want that's what I'm using it for
0: well you make a good point of this is an example of taking uh, an emotion like fear um and really emotions are neither negative or positive, they are what we label them. And all of them can be an instrument. And so with this fear creeps up for you, you step back and go, Oh, what's this? What's this fear of right? And you can find out the origin of it on, oh, I value these people in my life. And then your response to that is to make sure that you're present, make sure that you express your love for them. Uh, and so you turn it into a positive. So I think that's you know, a good lesson for all of us. You know, when you feel anger, it's not a negative fear. It just means, okay, this is communicating to you something. So step back and go, I'm angry right now. What, what is this trying to tell me? What can I learn from this? And you'll, you'll find out what that is and it'll help you moving forward. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, similar with anxiety. I feel a lot of people who get nervous and anxious. I had one person telling me, yeah, just, just see it as your ignition. You know, when you turn the key in your car, it has to roar a little bit. And there's that energy that comes up and just envision it as something positive and you care about it. And it's, it's good to have that little bit of anxiety, right? Because lots of people don't want to feel that. Um,
0: mm-hmm. Yes. Welcome all your feelings. Let them come. <laughs> don't try to <laughs> repress them. <laughs>
1: no, it's not possible, anyways.
0: <laughs> you know that scientifically, um an emotion lasts ninety seconds. That's it, ninety seconds. Holy, one. Well, yeah. And good so, for that. when it yeah. lasts longer, it's because we're engaging it, right? Yeah. So you know, our thoughts are fueling it, and then that creates more emotion, and emotion creates more thoughts, and it just the cycle continues. So when you're in a bad state like that, that's why it happens, but if you develop the tools to have emotional resiliency, you know, step back, breathe your way through it, calm your mind, calm your body, take care of the physiology. You can let that wave of emotion kind of subside. It'll sustain. And then you can react properly. Mm. That's interesting. Wish I would have yeah. known that a long time ago.
1: <laughs> I will have to write that down on a piece of paper because I'm, unfortunately so good to cling on these emotions especially when it comes to anger and sadness Mm -hmm. and to sit in there for so long and and to I'm poisoning myself by doing that and I'm it doesn't serve anybody or anything and um that was uh yeah I'll write that down 90 seconds wow (laughs) yeah
0: Cool. And, um, I can relate to what you're saying about, you know, anger and sadness. Those would be big ones for me. Um, you know, I could stew in either of those for hours once upon a time. Now, if it only bothers me for five minutes, I'm like victory, this is great. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah. Thinking about it's like 90 seconds. Wow. I could, I can even improve this even more. (laughs) Good. Yeah. I'll keep working. (laughs)
1: Yeah. That was great advice. (laughs)
0: <laughs> so I would like to wrap up this conversation Aurora by you telling us what's three things you love about your life right now
1: mm. this is so good I would say number one the people I meet just like you and the conversations I can have um with technology I know a lot of people know we're all addicted to technology but yeah it it has such good sides to it and I I love that this is possible um so yeah number one connecting um with deep conversations uh through deep conversations with people like you um living out here in the forest um, in a house with no phone and no internet and having to go like having to walk to my wi-fi station (laughs) like making it very intentional when I'm gonna use my phone and not and trust me whenever I'm in the real world I'm I'm so glued to my phone and I have to remind myself what am I doing here (laughs) So to live to live a little bit off grid, but not totally, is um, mm-hmm. also a blessing. And then to have the the podcast and the coaching, and to know that I can serve people and yeah, give people like tools to to make their life a little juicier or to. a little bit more content if it's just 10 percent you know just just have a little bit more confidence in themselves and um the feedback that i receive there is just so yeah it's so beautiful and so motivating and yeah i would say those are the three things
0: that is wonderful thank you for sharing that and everything else here today you've been an amazing guest (laughs)
1: well thank you so much for making the time and and being my host and and such a good um yeah interviewer like I love the questions and we need we need your voice out there again like I know you might not go back to radio maybe but um I hope beyond coaching you will be there for people to to listen to you and um yeah we stay connected
0: absolutely okay i like that idea um the good news is my time is done and your regular host will return next episode of the borealis experience on behalf of my guest aurora i'm troy have a great day
1: bye-bye well what a great pleasure to have had troy asking me these wonderful questions and to learn from a professional radio host you also got the chance to yeah learn a little bit more about my background my motivation my intentions and yeah i felt very vulnerable (laughs) sharing all this but um It felt good. I want to feel connected to you. Um, I want to get to know my listeners better. And when I open up, then I feel, yeah, I'm doing my part. So thank you so much for listening to this interview. I deeply appreciate you. And um, thank you so much to Troy for making the time. Incredible person and human being uh, to have in my life take really good care of yourself and we will stay connected and to my listeners we will connect again on thursday and if you have any questions if there's anything you want to request when it comes to episode topics please never hold back if you want to send me A sign of appreciation in the link below in the show notes there is the buy me a coffee link and yeah I'm always so excited and grateful to receive a donation from you guys and girls this is the way I can keep this little business going thank you so much and until next time